to go into auto reverse. Only a map. When we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on the Saints. Like a snake calling on a phone. I've got no time to be alone. Some are coming at me all the time. So Tony, the thing I want to know about the Saints is, and I maybe started in a weird place, but you know, they get kind of the. Do you think they get kind of the short shrift? Oh hell's yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they, one of the most influential punk bands, bands in general, ever, and especially if they were part of the sort of like first wave too, and yeah. They, they don't get credit. They don't get credit. And I don't know if it's because they're from Australia. I don't know if it's because they didn't look punk enough. I think I'm not really sure sh- I'm not really sure why. I think there's a little bit of that because, like, as, yeah. sto- as, as you know, the story goes, they they started off in Australia, uh, like you said, in Brisbane area, which uh-huh. is on the, the east coast of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Queensland, um, mm-hmm. they have a pretty good footy team this year. Um, I know. I'm getting into. Thanks that. for the geography lesson. Yeah, yeah I, the, 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 didn't know I needed Australia one. Okay. Rules football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyhow, the, you know, the, they just weren't getting any traction in Australia, and then, in mm. fact, until they got uh, when they recorded uh, the first album, I'm Stranded, and it got they didn't get it hard, didn't hardly make a dent in at it in Australia, but it did make a huge dent in. Um, in London, in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. which EMI, from what the story goes, kind of instructed the Australian branch of the of uh, EMI to, to sign these guys immediately. And smartly, they went to uh, England, where they, you know, that that the the punk movement was in full swing. But also, I think to your point, you know, a little bit of it because of their Australian, but I think more of it, the more I read about them and more you, you see how their evolution, it's like they just didn't want to play the game. They 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 were trying to, EMI was ha- trying to have them get dressed up in punk clothes, spike their hair, mm-hmm. rip the jeans and all that. And they're just like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not about that. We're just, you know, you know, simple, well, yeah. all of the earth type of people, you know, like we're not going to put on airs of that's not who we are. Yeah, they were more of like a rock band, and I'm not saying that in a. I'm not saying that their music was a rock, just a rock band, but their appearance and their attitude was more like rock. And and then anyway, like this whole like punk thing, it's like they did a punk thing right from the get go. Yeah. They self released their singles right before EMI picked them up right, right, in right, Australia. Right, right. So they they were already doing stuff for themselves. They, Apparently, even the way they did shows, they, you know, back then it was probably hard to get shows for if you were that kind of band. And I think that I forget how they did it. They it was an outcropping of like the rehearsal studio. They just yeah. turned like where they were playing, rehearsing into a into a, a club. And so like they were doing the DIY thing way, way, way ahead of everybody else. Uh, I also think like they still gave a nod to like some of their older like some of the like Legal bands Richard that were the, like like, yeah and also like even like flaming groovies who we've covered on on yeah, yeah. Reverse before they did a cover of kissing cousin uh kissing cousins and so like 
they were still giving those nods to the to the generation before of bands that I think influenced punk, but maybe only now in retrospect do you see the acknowledgement. But back then it was all about hot, you know, what was hot, what right, was right. fashionably correct, what what could get the kids excited and like and maybe they and you're right, they didn't play that game and they and they made these records that in my in my book are like standalone like yeah, i, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they're part of the punk canon uh, they should be part of the original punk canon of records but like they're just an incredible band and uh chris bailey rest in peace passed, yeah. passed away a couple weeks ago um uh i think he wrote great songs i think uh yeah, he and cooper wrote some really great yeah songs. like because that was the the, the one two punch was kind of like you had chris haley's vocals and then you had the the searing guitar of Ed uh, Cooper, which mm-hmm. those two things together are really what, at least in the, the early earlier part, to kind of define their sounds. And to your point that you were talking about how they, they were influenced, I mean, the name of their band originally, because it was the, the the band was started by Chris Bailey, uh, Ed Cooper, and was it Hay, Ivy Hay, I think his name was? Mm-hmm. Those three started. Mm-hmm, I think so. And the name of the band was Kid Galahad and the, the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And until they started to really get their kind of stuff together, and they they were actually fairly popular with that band. But then, you know, they they changed their name to the Saints and kind of, yeah. I was reading they play, play covers of to your point that you were saying earlier, like Del Shannon and you know Connie Francis and um, you know they were influenced by you know the Stooges and MC5. So they mm-hmm. kind of had that kind of those two. Ep- points of influence which are kind of you can hear it like there's 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 a pop sensibility and then there's an attitude sensibility that are both kind of pushed together that kind of really at least in the first two albums i think come through really crystal clear and then like many of the good the pro you know punk bands they kind of evolved well most of the punk bands they evolved their sound they evolved and went to more interesting places they weren't you know when they, you know when they did their uh, third album, uh, Prehistoric Sounds. I mean, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. kind of hear it on Eternal Years too. Yeah, they were cha- they were changing. They were changing. You could hear it on the last song of Stranded. So the last song on the album Stranded is like sort of like it's this long like six minute song with like an instrumental, like a really driving instrumental part. You could tell like they're passing it off to the next record which then you know what i mean then they they put more like r&b and more yeah i would even say like that song you're talking about knights in venice so the song yeah yeah the song that i thought that they kind of they you could see where they were going they weren't going to just do this one kind of thing was uh that song uh messing with the kid oh yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of slower it's a little bit more poppy it's got it's more like you know it's almost like r&b it's very r&b ish yeah, you're right. That's more of indicative of where they were going. Uh, and then, and then they made um, what was it? Uh, what's the name of the second album? Personally e- yours. Eternally yours. Eternally oh, yours. Eternally. Yeah. yeah, eternally yours. Uh, that album, I, I, I can't think of a more perfect album. I, I really can't. It's just we, t- you know, like in in the show, we were always trying, t- looking for that perfect record perfect band but like that record you know 
when I heard it, and I heard it late in the game because I I think I had stranded already in the nineties. I got a yeah, copy. Same. I, yeah, and then when I heard Eternally Yours, I think I heard in the early two thousands or mid two thousands, and I couldn't believe that it was this same band. Although you could hear it in in Chris's voice, but just the, like the jump that they made, and then and the and not just in in style, but in qual in song qual uh, songwriting quality and stuff. It's and it's like I couldn't stop listening to that record, and uh, now now it's like one of those records that if I'm like if I'm sitting around and I'm thinking what can I play that's perfect, you know, for not and I'm not talking about for the moment or for right. I'm in a bad mood or I'm drinking not drinking, <laughs> that album is always going to be there, and I think that's the the mark of a of a great band that you can put that record on and it doesn't matter when where how it's and you're always going to play it i mean that that's that's it i and and i mean i listened to the playlist the other day while i was uh barbecuing and i'm just like i can't believe just how like how good how good their songs are just the energy the attitude it's like that to me is punk like it's just like it, it and it's not just punk it's it's it almost it it it's using it's it's punk but then it's using punk to transform right to transform yeah there's themselves. a little bit of that that soul and blues kind of uh -huh. that kind of cuts through that thing that where it's heavily emotive you know kind of of where it, it hits you in a place deeper than just your ears you know you kind of it kind of hits you in a deeper place and it's funny that the you know I I was the same when I heard like I'm stranded and and uh, it, you know in the early nineties I believe and then later nineties some I was talking with someone we were talking about I was probably shitting on people who had horns in the band in their band mm -hmm. and then someone was like well the Saints have a horn player and I'm like no they mm -hmm. don't oh yeah oh, well yeah. at the time like at the first album that's not it's nowhere to be seen. You know, and no, it, no, it, that's a more straightforward. And that, thing. And that yeah, really yeah. did it, it. It showed its face a little bit of internally years. So, like, I had to go back and listen to eternally years, which it's it, it shows itself, but it, it's really out there in prehistoric sounds. You can hear it, and I think the one after that was at Casablanca. Like, there's a. It's so yeah. They have the the horns are really more. They're less background and they're more part more integral to the song. If that makes if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I look at Eternally Yours with the use of horns, kind of like the way the Stooges used horns in Funhouse. You know, it's like it's the same kind of. Yes. It was it was more accenting, you know, part of the comp, you know, like accenting certain certain things. But yeah, you're right. Like subsequent um, Saints records, like the horns became they put them more up front, and who and who knows? I, I mean. Dude, honestly, like the Saints to me are just one of the hardest bands ever, but it, it's hard for people to perceive them that way because they weren't like they weren't like screaming at you. They weren't wearing crazy costumes. They weren't, you know, doing crazy publicity stunts. They were just they were just some street dudes who were hard as fuck. And, you know, that to me and that to me, you know, like to me. A lot of the a lot of times the hardest bands like the hardest like just the nastiest hardest bands are quiet like in terms of them outside of making records and stuff they're not they're people who are just like they're themselves and they're not looking 
for attention other than the attention that they get from their fans from right. writing good music. Like, for example, like when I hear the first like couple discharge records or something, it's like those they're just hard, you know, right. They changed later. They got more metal and it kind of got shittier. Well, it's like, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, the dead voice is another, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of think about them like them in that sense. And there's another bands from Ohio, like the, the, uh-huh. the Bizarros and Rubber City Rocker, from the, to- Rocker yeah, from the from the tombs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- I think those are like that. They are born from that kind of spirit of the Saints, and they they are kind of like those that one of those bands that they didn't have, they didn't get the nod the nah the nod, yeah. but they are they are heavily heavily influence, influential, um, and it, and it's bond off like a, a big you know because it's like. You know, and I try to go back and forth. It was like, why the six Sex Pistols and not these guys, and or why the why, Ramones and not yeah, these guys, yeah, or why exactly. the, the Damned clash, and not yeah, these guys? The clash, yeah, why, yeah. You know, like, I, yeah. I get, like, like some of it, I I understand, but some of it, it just, it's, I, you have to kind of just put it up to timing, right? Timing. It's also like people are obsessed with sexiness too. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says, whether it's in the seventies or in the eighties or the nineties. People love sexiness. You know, they, they love like kind of like a dangerous, sexy kind of look. And, you right. know, the Pistols obviously had it. The Damned had it. Uh, you know, the Clash had it. A bunch of skinny guys with like weird like military like camo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and so they didn't have that. The Saints didn't have that. Neither did Radio Birdman, another one right. who was right. unbelievably influential and unbelievably good uh, and one of the best. But you know what? I don't give a fuck about that. That in the, at the end of the day, we're not. We're not. We're, that's just like some fumes. The sexiness, the 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 attractiveness well, of the band physically. Those are fumes, and eventually the fumes, like just like your own, your the you know your own youth or whatever. It it wears off. Like eventually you get old and you get a fucking gut and your face starts to droop. And, and and all that's left is the the art the the thing that make the the essence and right. these guys had so much of it um, and always will yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't matter and it, and it really it did hurt it really it really it was troubling for me when he died a, a, a few weeks ago because yeah. I was just like now here's a, here's a guy that probably should have been elevated to a to another 
stature even like even so like like for example look right. at nick cave right nick right. cave is like everybody's favorite Ugh, well you know, here, here's i'm here, paying fucking 500 dollars to go see this motherfucker i mean not me personally but other people yeah, you'll pay three and 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 i'm like okay just so you know nick cave wouldn't exist without chris bailey and he would be he'd be the first to admit it but here's the here's the difference i i, I agree with everything that you're saying here's what I, here's another thing <laughs> really <laughs> I, 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 well most, I'd say 60, for the most part, sixty percent, which is high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is that you know they opened up for ACDC, and this is when ACDC was just starting out. Now, yeah. what that tells me is that, and it, it goes along with the Nick Cave thing. They got those guys weren't as electric as as a show. Um, musically, they were, but as for presentation, which as you know. I know. It's like you got Bon Scott, who's probably one of the greatest rock front men of all time. You have Malcolm, you have uh, Angus Young, who's just a spectacle, who people want to see if he could do that, you know, all the shit he's going to do on stage. Nick Cave, like I, uh, you know, I saw him. He's a show, he's a showman. Dude, he he is, he is as much a musician, performer as he is a musician. That's right. And, and, and that, and, I took my wife to see it, and she knew very little about him. And she's like, "Wow, that was an amazing show!" Like, it, yeah, like she liked yeah. the music wasn't as much as the spectacle because he was just, you know, he was going out in the crowd in the Barclays Center, and you know, yeah. was, that's that was a pretty big venue for that band. So, and yeah. they just made it. They just made, you know, anyhow. You know, there's a. I know of, what you. I know what you're saying. The Saints didn't have that kind of thing. That well, just like, and, you they know, didn't like, have it. Right, and you look at the dead. You know, like Dead Boys or Stiv Baders. So you have someone who's going to make you want to see the show outside of the music. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's like you know even the the bullshit you know the, they didn't he, the, they didn't have a Malcolm McLaren, you know. They, yeah, they didn't have a they didn't have someone that was stirring uh, shit. T- stirring shit up or teaching or kind of giving them like media advice or or dressing them up you know it's funny too because when i look at all the bands that we just sort of talked about in the last few minutes like the stooges the mc5 like for example the stooges had one of the most incredible frontmen. yes uh and, and and mc5 had a nice thing going on too with rob tyner and um and wayne kramer those guys could really perform besides being you know Incendiary, but they were incendiary. Yeah. They would try to stir ship up, you know, just kick, you know, kick out the jams, motherfucker. Like they were, yeah. your finger in your face the whole time, which people want yeah. to see how them stir. So there was a reason other than the music to go see them. Yeah, that, you're right. The Saints lacked the sort of performance aspect uh, that other punk bands and other even like proto punk bands had. And I get it, you know. Um, but you know, w- but when I sit down and I want to listen to something, I don't want to. And if I, if I'm not going to see it, like if I'm not going to a show, like listening to the Saints is o- is always a good idea. Like that's how I look at them. It's like it's what? always going to sound good. Um, yeah. um And so yeah, I got yeah. That, that, I guess you've now you've got me looking at this a little differently. I understand. It a little well, bit you know, the funny thing is, is that, and not saying that you you know maybe this is too. You put two brains to get two half brains together, you get like a fully formed brain. Is that, is that these conversations is like kind of like brought us into like some some kind of like simple realities that we've maybe overlooked because there's been a, a level of idealism with you. And exactly. I. There you go. There you go. We're like we're like that movie with uh, with Rosie Greer, Man with Two Heads. Remember the movie? Yep. 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 Yeah, we're just like that. But I think. 
I'm the Rosie Greer, and you're... Who's the other guy? That's fine. Just you be Rosie (laughs) Greer. It's okay to cry, as Rosie used to say. Um, (laughs) Actually, I actually have that vinyl, the freedom of you and me. I have from when I was a kid. I was just... Inventory what the Rosie Greer, the Rosie Greer yeah, record? Remember, you, you, no, he's on that. You know, it's all right to cry. You know, it's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love, I love Rosie Greer. I think yeah, yeah. he's one of the greatest. Yeah. First of all, he was a great football player. He's amazing. He made. Re- he, he was an ingre- incredible football player, but then he was kind of an amazing, sort of, I don't know what you would call him, like actor, musician, performer. Like he after was that. like a B. You know, he would be on an episode of Rockford Files or Love Boat. That's right. I love it. I love it. I love Rosie Greer. I had to give my son. My my son is a huge NFL fan. You already know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, I had to give him a lesson about Rosie Greer because he didn't know who he was. And I had to, like, sort of teach him about him and stuff. And it was was, was amazing. Fearsome Faisal was the name of that L.A. He was him, Deacon Jones. It was like, anyhow. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. so not, yeah, not, could, the, you, uh, not, not the not uh, not uh, the uh the purple people eaters that yeah, was the that was the vikings foursome was it fearsome foursome fearsome foursome i think so yeah. then there was also the uh steel curtain correct yeah, yeah we're getting a little off course <laughs> okay let's keep going hold on <laughs> yeah, we do you and i can go through those little sports teams of the 70s yeah. people all day go in the way day. in the way back machine yeah, all um, day. Um, but yes, yeah, she could be Rosie Greer. I'll be whoever's the other head, which was a Dick Cavett or who was it? I forget who it was. But you can tell the meek, other guy was, was bothered that he had been he had been fucking soldered onto Rosie Beer Rosie Greer. Rosie Greer's body. Yeah. It's just so fucked. Um, yeah, I know what movie you're talking about too. Um, but you know, it's like these. these I think it's just these realities. These some of them are just, and some of them aren't. You know, it's you know, I think you know. You read those stuff about Mick Jagger talking about some of it was timing, and some of it was because people like looking at us. You know, yeah. and yeah. That, and that's sometimes the, you know, the thing is, is that I, you know, and I hope with this show that people listen to the the playlist because the playlist is just phenomenal, and and, and you could have went, you could have easily went a good three hours plus on that. And I'm, you know, because it's it it is there is so much of the band. I'm actually kind of curious how how much how much you actually did go on this one. Um, I didn't go too far on this one. I, I think it, I kept it to two you, plus. You know, and the thing is too that we could talk about really quickly is that they had like Chris Bailey had the offshoot bands as did Ed uh, Cooper. He had the Laughing Clowns. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the other band that was kind of like a super um, um, beast of burb? Beast yeah. of Bourbon? Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, you know, and Chris Bailey had a lot of, you know, stuff that he did on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of solo stuff, too. So it's, um, yeah, the, 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 the Aints, I think it was the name of the, the Aints. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, this is a highly prolific band, and when you go into the, the you know, the playlist of, let me see... Yeah, you got it. You got it like two hours, a nice tight yeah. two hours. Yeah. And you could have went a little further with that. I which, maybe I could have, but I've been trying not to lately. I've been trying to. Uh, it's called a growth. It's personal growth. It's personal growth. <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it shorter because I, f- I find myself sometimes getting too lost in all this stuff and and looking for 
things and sometimes in in the sort of looking no. it could work against you it could be you could be adding too much to it that's, well, that's not one of the things that, that we re- rely on everyone listening and everyone you know the 23 of you um <laughs> to t- kind of tell us is how much is the playlist predictable is it not as thorough as you'd like it is it is it something that you'd like to keep under three hours? You're like, we're always up for the feedback because it's. Or you, or you, or you could, t- or you could do it yourself and then send it to us and save me the time. Yeah, you could do that too. That <laughs> that that'll make it a much more interesting. And it's like, yes, we're the we're the podcast that makes you do work. <laughs> you yeah. got it. You're the, the listener. Check so, it out. You got to do the so work. Tell us what you want us to talk about. T- give us notes about what you want us to say and conversation <laughs> points and then make up the playlist and then we'll, we'll do it yeah also preferably preferably if you have uh photoshop skills so yeah. you i could photoshop my head onto matt's body and then we could relive our rosie greer obsession we, we in could real life we could do that i would <laughs> i have a feeling that i would be doing a lot of listening if we were on the same shoulders i would i would just be sitting there going okay are you done <laughs> <laughs> that would be like your worst fucking nightmare. No, actually, you don't like. Believe it or not, like this is probably the most talking I do during the day. I really try to limit my my output, seeing as that my, my I'm getting told constantly that I need to be a better listener. So, yeah, but you know what? Um, I I actually think you do talk. It's just a matter of getting you to talk. It's not yeah. about you talking. You're you could talk all day. You just need someone needs to get you to talk. Yeah. And I, I try to do that on the show. Yes, but. talking all day would be a, a purgatory to, to itself because I would, I, I really, and this is a this is probably going a little behind the scenes. Like I really do not like the sound of my voice, and if I could manufacture a way for it to be a little less grating, I would probably figure it out. My wife says that I, I my voice sounds great when I don't get a lot of sleep, but I don't really see that as a good that kind of smoky raspy like, yeah i'm yeah. not in a hurry yeah like that morocco yeah. man like yeah i just toast well at least by. you don't sound like howard stern like me do you think you sound like howard I stern? do i do i sound like howard stern 100 percent. Okay. i mean not exactly like howard stern jeez like not that, exactly the, the body of rosie greer the voice of howard stern <laughs> the voice of howard stern <laughs> oh boy <laughs> And the and the uh, maybe maybe I think I sound like a combination of Howard Stern <laughs> and Rosie Perez. <laughs> You're not that. No, you, she's boy. She's got the heavy drop. Yeah, I think I always wonder if her. She's like the she's, Betty Boop from the Hood. That's what she's like. She is, and I wonder how much she because she's. I mean, she's such a great uh, fan of like so many great like music, boxing. Oh and yeah, she, and she's really you know interesting person by far. But that voice is like. Were you Mookie? Like, I can't even do it for hey, Mookie. Do you... Dude, she gave me the eyes at an Ohio Players show oh, in the 90s. It. She Mookie? did. She gave me the eyes. Take, <laughs> would you just take that story out of your back pocket and throw it away? I don't think that's ever impressed anyone. <laughs> I know it hasn't. It, you know what impresses me? It impresses me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It doesn't. And nobody else. And no one else. You gotta spice that up a little bit. All right, too. I'm fucking made, around. Made on, eyes a at a, a house, like during a during a funk break. Give me a break. Yeah. I'm on the fucking set of Wings, the TV show, and you're not allowing me to, to bust out like no, old stories. Right. Give me you're a break. Right. You're right. You're right. So speaking of old stories, old and new, let us know <laughs> uh, if 
if you you know check and check out the please check out the saints i can't impress upon you because if you don't know about this band they got they got a just a a rich delight of different kind of music in terms of like the hardcore stuff that you could just get you going in the morning and the other stuff that's just really like really smooth r&b-ish uh and just the music just the trajectory from the first album to to later albums is just it's just is it's a real it's a it's a it's a treat to just kind of go through bands who have an interesting arc so check out the playlist let us know what you think auto reverse pod at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook and instagram as always we would love to hear from you uh, yeah please get involved listen yes get, get involved. involved and the more get heavily, up off your chair the more heavily the better clap your hands and get involved yeah yeah we appreciate we would appreciate the more we the, would love it we would love it the less work love that it. we have to do the better <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right man till next time Peace.